All right, you primitive screwheads, listen up. Primitive Screwheads don't talk horror movies. I am not Screwhead Dan. No, I guess we're still technically Screwheads, even though we're not talking about a specific horror movie. Anyway, I'm I'm Screwhead Dan. Are, are we Mar- Marvel Heads? Since, since it's it's another Marvel thing. Have we we've only done this Marvel things, right? Yeah, that's true. I guess what's, we could branch out a little bit more. But what, what's, anyway, what's, have they ever called anybody like any kind of slang? Like, is there like a listen up, you Primitive Screwheads in uh, Marvel movies? Um. We are all Iron Men. There we go. I guess. That, sure. Uh, <laughs> I mean, yeah. I'm we Iron are Man. done. All right. Uh, we, maybe you can just take like the moniker of a member of the Avengers or something. Ah, gosh. What's like the latest like, Avenger? What's the dumbest Avenger? Um, I always, I always picture myself as more of an Ant Man, honestly. Oh, all right. I but see. I have, like, like, I, like, I have been compared to Paul Rudd before. Like, well, so, so you see, you're Scott Lang, Ant Man. You're not a Hank who's Man. you're not Hank Pym. You're not an abusive wife beater. Yeah, that is true. Mm. No, I mm. definitely don't beat my wife. So I don't know. I might have to chance something out. Or you could be that 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 one, the third Ant Man. I forget what his name was. He was he was cool. He died like he was like a dick, and then he died like protecting this girl at the end. He got like murdered. Uh, that was the third Ant Man. Yeah, he was. Yeah. Um, I forget. He was like the something Ant Man. He was like a, a some word that I think like means he's the dick. He was the dick Ant Man. And he was like an he was basically the Jason Todd of them, except like worse, uh, like more like more like the Red Hood version of Jason Todd. So he's just kind of a dick. Um, gotcha. Was and, he the one that jumped into Thanos's butthole and expanded, uh, defeating him and saving the universe? I mean, I think if he was in the movie, that would have happened. Sense, absolutely, yeah. absolutely, he would have been the one to take that. It's the uh, Garthiness uh, director's cut of uh, and- <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Right, anyway, so, so- I'm I'm Marvelhead Dan. <laughs> I'm DC Drew. <laughs> oh, that was good. That was damn, good. DC Drew. Right? Damn. 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 Yeah, uh-huh. that's right. And that's right. We're yeah, be a for... third person who's going to be Image Comics. Ooh. Who's... Actually, can I, can, I, can I change to Dark Horse? Their AVP run was cool. Oh, that's a good one. Yes. Dark Horse Drew. Okay, cool. There we go. Done. Done. All right. Uh-huh. And, uh, and no, yeah, no, can... I guess then I'd be DC Dan. That, that works I, better. I didn't realize but, we were going with alliteration, but then we're not talking about Marvel at all, so... Then we can get Marvel Matt to, to join us. Ah, does, that's does true. Matt like, does Matt like uh, Marvel movies? Uh, yes, Matt is... Yes, yes, Matt does like comic book movies. He, he eats up any comic books also. Ever. Perfect. Good man, right. good man, good uh-huh. man. So like... much so sometimes, because he was just like, hey, yeah, Dan, I really don't want to watch the HBO Watchmen series because um i just like that the, the original comic was just so good and there's no way to bring up that and i'm just like yeah i get it but hbo watchman was really really good dude you gotta watch it you gotta watch it i've watched the first episode and i, I wasn't grabbed uh, gotcha. i would i would definitely recommend continuing with it because it took me like two times to get into it but i oh. would definitely definitely recommend it it's really good anyway uh, so so anyway. we're not, yeah, yeah, we're not talking about that today. What are we talking about today? This is a very special episode, uh, and we are going to be talking about what? Uh, Doctor Strange 2 in the Multiverse hey. of Madness. 
Yes. Uh, so occasionally, basically just whenever we feel like, yeah, we go ahead and do these special episodes. Uh, the last one we did was actually Spider-Man Far From Home a uh, long, long time ago. Basically, it's one of those things where we just kind of sit down and we're just like, hey, do you got a lot to say about this movie? Yeah, do you? Yeah, I guess. All right, cool. Let's do an episode. Uh, so this will not affect our bi-weekly rotation. Uh, next, next episode's coming up. This is just a little special treat for you guys. Uh, and actually, I think this is kind of like horror adjacent because Sam Raimi does direct this one. And this movie definitely has a lot of his influences on there. I was actually a little bit surprised at how many Raimi-isms were in this movie. I would have thought for sure that Disney would have told him to pull back. But no, it, it, it definitely feels more like a Sam Raimi movie than, you know, Spider-Man, the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man did, in my opinion. But I anyway... No, I, I love the Spider-Man movie. What are you talking about? But I do feel this feels distinctly more Raimi than... Uh, that one did. I don't know. I feel like it does in terms of its horror elements, but in terms of the gimmickiness that, that Sam Raimi's known for, I feel like it's I like Marvel. Uh, I feel like Spider-Man is definitely more that because I feel like Sam Raimi is such like a an, an awkward jokester that all those kind of weird, awkward Tobey Maguire elements I feel like really fit with his style. And I feel like this, yeah. I feel like it, it pops out every now and then, but I feel like I was missing some of that awkwardness and like I don't know that I, I think that the Marvel polish and the Disney kind of like you know sheen that's on all of it kind of. Other, you know, took out those elements for me. But, you know, we can talk about that, that, that as we go in. Yeah, definitely. Definitely, we uh, can do that. Cool. Um, this will, because this is a very, very recent movie, this will be a spoiler-filled podcast. Uh, so just kind of get our thoughts out of the way first, I guess. Yeah. Spoiler-free yeah, so, thoughts. That sound good? All right. So yeah. what did you think of Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness? Just uh, in, in, in a nutshell. You know, I think, uh, I think when you first texted me, you're like, Andrew, what do you think about it? Uh, I've heard mixed reviews, and uh, my response was, I'm mixed. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I, I think it's a fun experience as you watch it, but I think it's one of those movies that the more kind of you think about it, the more you're kind of like, oh, maybe you have some more questions. And there were definitely elements that I think hit good spots, and there were parts that I think were meant to be like cool or kind of big moments that I don't think hit for me the way that they were intending them to. Um, but, you know, I thought it was a fun movie. Like, uh, I, didn't, I, didn't, I wasn't waiting for it to be over, um, but I think... You know, the, the most recent thing I want to compare it to is Far From Home, which I think, I sorry, No Way Home, which I think had a lot of that kind of nostalgia elements to it and these kind of bringing in uh, elements that, uh, you know, for the fans, a lot of fans kind of service. And I just felt like this movie didn't cohese as well. Is that the cohesive word? I don't know. It didn't it didn't uh, adhere well, connect as well, I feel like, as maybe uh, Far From Home did, and, or sorry, No Way Home did in terms of kind of putting those into a story. I feel like it, it felt a little bit more jumbled for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so... It's not my favorite. It's not the worst, um, but you know, it's it, it's enjoyable. How about yourself? Yeah, I think I like it better than you did. I I really enjoyed this movie. I wouldn't consider it a masterpiece by any stretch, but it was a little bit refreshing. Like at this point, all the Marvel movies, you know what you're going to get into. You're going to enjoy it if you like that type of movie, and you kind of have to judge it on the merits of okay, but what is unique about this particular Marvel movie? And I'm a huge Sam Raimi fan, and all the Raimiisms that were brought on in, I really enjoyed that. I I, I felt like the Peter Griffin meme where he's pointing, and it's just like ah ah, there it is. Oh, that's a Dutch angle. There it is. That's a Raimiism. Oh, that's a quip. That's a that's a that's a Raimiism too. That's a definitely a Raimi joke. That sort of thing. So I enjoyed it on that aspect. I did like the overall story. I like the directions it took with it. 
I do agree. I feel they could have leaned a little bit harder into the whole multiverse aspect. And there, there definitely were some very uneven moments in this movie. I think that was kind of compounded too with the fact that I saw everything everywhere all at once, like a week or two before this movie, which that movie did the multiverse so, so much better than this movie. And I definitely agree too. Far From Home was, or No Way Home, God damn it, you got me doing it too. <laughs> no Way Home was uh, much better than this movie, but No Way Home was just, it smiled on my face the whole time. Mm-hmm. Um, but definitely, I would recommend this movie if you are a Marvel fan. If you are not a Marvel fan, probably not going to do much to convince you, but I think it's a worthy entry into the series. So uh, yeah, that is it for our non-spoiler discussion. So those are our thoughts on it. If you do not want to hear spoilers about Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, I would recommend tuning out now and go ahead and listen to our episode on the Frighteners. We released that earlier this week. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Spoiler time. So what did you really think about Multiverse of Madness, Andrew? Well, so actually, before we hop into it, I wanted to actually kind of ask you, because I think I want to know your frame going into it. Okay, sure. So, yeah, so, so like, you know, real quick. So, so your, what were your thoughts? I know we haven't really discussed it on the air. What were your thoughts? Because I think, you know, uh, the previous movie that came out to this being Far From Home and having kind of these, or No Way Home, fuck, and having these very similar <laughs> kind of elements in terms of the marketing, in terms of the nostalgia bait. How, how did that film land for you? And how did it land for you kind of after the fact? Like, what's your, what's your memory of it, you know? So, I, I, I kind of want to talk directly into Spider-Man, but I think it's going to seg into a um, more broader picture talk of where I think the Marvel Universe is at this point. Like, I was I was someone who was hyped for hell for Endgame. I saw it with... I actually saw it by myself because I can only find, like, one ticket. I waited way too long <laughs> to go ahead and purchase my tickets. But that was an experience. That was a lot of fun, just being in the theater with all the big moments. You know, the I Am Iron Man and the Thor Hammer and the On Your Left and everything like that. That was just an absolute fantastic theater experience for me. But... After Endgame, honestly, I, I've kind of fallen off the Marvel Universe. It's been very much a, yeah, I'll go see the movie if they interest me, or I'll pick up, you know, Hawkeye or WandaVision or Loki after it gets released on Disney+, Plus. but not I'm not going to watch it every single week. And for the most part, you know, when I have seen the movies, I'm like, yeah, that was nice. I enjoyed that. But after that, it's just like... I don't. I, I definitely don't feel the same hype level as I did before. Um, no Way Home was really nice for me, and I did really enjoy that. And I think you and I have similar opinions on that one. I can't really like tell you or discuss so much about No Way Home in terms of specific aspects of it, but I can tell you, you know, it was a smile on my face the whole time. It was basically just like, oh my god, it's Tommy McGuire. Oh my god, it's Andrew Garfield. Oh my god, they're doing the thing. They're doing the thing together, which. You know, low-hanging fruit, definitely, but they did it really well. It was charismatic. It was charming. These were the movies that I grew up with, um, and I, I, I liked it. I really liked it, and it was definitely fan service, pandering to fan service, but God damn it, Andrew, I ate that fan service up, and I enjoyed it. How about you? I, I'm the same boat. I, I think it's, it's one of those movies where I can't really quite tell what was good about it, and I'm sure the story has issues, but... You know, like you said, it, it, to to me, like, I, I think you're in the same boat. You know, it's a culmination of our childhood, like especially when it comes to bringing in Tobey Maguire, bringing in Andrew Garfield. It's, it's it's bringing in elements of your chapters of your life essentially and condensing them down into this. You know, condensing them, but you know, bring it to fruition. Like I, I kind of liken it too. I, I you know, I read the Naruto comic for like fucking ten years, uh, and you know that this the scene in Naruto, you know, about the, the story about a, you know, a young kid who's uh, you know pushed away from his village. Uh, and is an outcast. The scene where he's older, and there's this one moment where he gets raised up, and everybody kind of acknowledges him as this like 
uh, you know, this this equal, this kid, this kid, like he gets, you know, he reaches self-actualization. He becomes like an important member of the village and people celebrate him. Is like, was like a moment in the comic, like when I was reading it, when that, that issue came out, like that Thursday morning, whatever the fuck it was, like I like, my, you know, my, my heart like clenched up. I was like, yes, this is like what I've been waiting for. This is like, you know, the catharsis you feel. And I think that the, the No Way Home really banked on that. Um, and I think that, that that's where the success of that comes from. Um, and I think that kind of will lead into my problem with this movie a little bit. Um, but then you, you also mentioned the the series, because I, I think you and I are kind of in the same boat. I think that phase four has been a little bit of a, a, a you know, a womp womp to a degree. Um, I think after Endgame, you know. Was, I wouldn't even was, say it's a womp womp. I think I'm just done. Like, yeah. the shows are competent. They're fine. I, I, I don't think any of them have been... 100% disappointing for me. I've had issues with the parts here and there, but they're still trucking along the same that they have, but you know, they, they had their end game moments. Mm. It, it really, that's the high point of it. And everything's just kind of middling along from there, which is not a bad thing, but it definitely, that's kind of where I say, but anyway, sorry. Do, continue. Do, no, do, do you think that part of that is because we've lost these major characters? Like we've lost, like if you think about it, like, yeah, Spider-Man's kind of an, a new character at that point in end game and whatnot. Uh, but you know, we lost Iron Man. We lost Captain America. We haven't gotten any Thor movie yet. Like we, we've really kind of lost some of these main uh, stays that you know, kind of now we're that kind of that state of enemy trying to figure out who these who the new main tent poles are, essentially. And you know, obviously it seems like they're trying. You know, Spider Man was slash is one of them. Kind of not sure. Um, I don't know if Doctor Strange is going to be one of them or not. I think that that's kind of what this movie is making me wonder: Is he going to be a tent pole? Is he going to is he going to be the Iron Man ish character? Um, uh, but like let's like let's see what comes has come out since then. You, you know, you mentioned you said that in game kind of was the high point. Like so, since then we've had Black Widow, which I thought was probably okayly made, but the writing wasn't great, not really effective. Um, mm-hmm. What, what had, came after that? Um, yeah, so just going back to your original one real quick before I mm. pull up the Wikipedia article, on, uh, <laughs> all this right here. Uh, no, I, I I don't think it's the characters personally that I'm interested in. It's just it, we we basically had our narrative climax. That's the mm. best way to put it. And everything after that is just kind of like a slow almost resolution to it. Um, mm. Even though it, it really like it's one continuous story, it doesn't really matter too much in the long run. But I mean, like we had Guardians of the Galaxy. No one knew who the Guardians of the Galaxy were before that first movie, and now they're A-list superheroes. Um, so it, I, I don't think it's the characters themselves that I'm interested in. It's just the narrative structure. Yeah. Um, and, and to be completely honest, I'm just kind of like, I don't feel the same excitement because the excitement has lessons. You know, yeah. those first couple times when you saw Iron Man and then just like, oh shit, it's Nick Fury. And then everyone was just like, wait, who was Nick Fury? Let me look that up, the Wikipedia article. Or they had Guardians of the Galaxy 2 with like five different post-credit scenes. And then everyone was just like, oh my God, it's Howard the Duck. <laughs> and like that 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 aspect of just oh shit all these characters crossing together and making these cameos that has definitely lessened so i guess the movies have become more homogenous in a way um yeah and i kind of know more to expect anyway that was my little hit on that uh so the movies kind of that kind of came out after endgame we got black widow yeah we got shen chi and the legend of the Ten, ten rings which i did not see um, no? Oh. A, no, I did not see that one. It, that that was one of the ones where it's just like, yeah, I guess I, I'll, I will see it, definitely, and I'll probably like it. It just didn't really interest me. I think I had a choice between that and the new Candyman, and I decided to go see the new Candyman. Which, what do you think of the new Candyman, real quick? Uh, it could have been worse. 
<laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm, I was so pumped. I watched it last weekend, and I was mainly like, what the fuck was this movie? <laughs> I don't know. We might have to do another uh, uh, episode on that. I didn't think it was a bad movie, and there were definitely some moments that still stick with me, but nowhere near as good as the original. God, and in no. terms of a sequel based on a lawn, a movie that came out 20 years ago, it, it could have been a lot worse. I, I'm not yeah. upset with the way it turned out, but it also could have been a lot better. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Uh, so we did that uh, Eternals, which you liked, right? I, did, I still yeah. haven't seen that one. I, I thought Eternals was refreshing. I thought, because I think Shang-Chi, especially after Shang-Chi and Black Widow, which I thought were very formulaic and very much like basically just a regular Marvel movie where like at the end, not really much changes, not really much happens. And I guess the same with Eternals, but I just was like, I, the character's more interesting, the dynamic's more interesting, and I didn't know where it was going as much. Mm-hmm. So that was interesting to me. While I feel like with Shang-Chi and with uh, Black Widow, you know where it's going. Yeah. Um, Though I, I feel bad that not, not to say they're on the same level. I think Shang-Chi is definitely more competent and a more interesting film. And I love Simu Liu, so like I want to see more of him, but the movie just need better needed a better story. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Um, yeah, no, I really liked... Well, I'm not going to get into anything because we got to talk about Doctor Strange. Uh, but yeah, Eternals uh, and then Spider-Man No Way Home, which we both really, really liked, but that was kind of just a whole bunch of nostalgia. And then the next one was Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. And in the meantime with that, they had all the TV shows, WandaVision, Falcon, the Winter Soldier, Loki, What If, and Hawkeye. And I guess Moon Knight counts? Yeah. That, 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 did that finish like right at the same time that Doctor the, Strange came out? I think the last episode came out the same week, if I, if I gotcha. remember correctly. And still and, haven't seen that one, but I saw the others. No? Mm-hmm. Okay. So yeah, so and, and just real quick thoughts on the, on the TV show. Because I feel like the TV shows are divisive. A lot of people, I feel like, have very negative opinion of them. Um, WandaVision I liked, did not like the ending, um, but I liked the structure and how they dealt with it and the whole fact that it was grief, did not like the fact that it kind of turned into a CGI evil fest at the very, very end, which is something that I actually did like (laughs) about Doctor Strange. It was not a, oh, there was a villain all along sort of thing. Falcon and the Winter Soldier I liked as well. However, as time goes on, it's definitely... I feel the most forgettable out of all of them. Like, I really strained myself to think about... What happened in that one again? Oh, that's right. There was the evil Captain America and the, the the terrorist girl and that stuff like that. Like, as time went on, I remember less and less of it. And I think I look back less and less fondly of it. Um, Loki was interesting. I think I liked it. But it just, there was so much setup that mm. I'm curious to see where the plot lines go before I make my final evaluation on it. What if I could not get into... Like, yeah. I was really, really disappointed in that because I love the What If comics, but that one, I just, I was bored throughout the entire thing. There, there, were, there were a few episodes that made me left bored, less bored than others, but for the most part, yeah, I did not enjoy that one. And then Hawkeye, I surprisingly liked. Um, I, I wasn't expecting much on that front, but I thought they were really fun characters, really snappy, fun dialogue. Loved the final two episodes. I, I just, I really liked Florence Pugh, too, as the... Um, uh gosh what's her name i don't know the 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 other black widow i think that's a great role for her and she pulls it off really well and i really really like the chemistry with her and um oh god what's her name kate bishop the actress oh uh she's in ender's game she has a name Haley steinfeld yes yeah and i know her because did you ever see the 2000 i think it was 2004 version of true grit oh fuck yeah she was so good that oh, was amazing. And she was like, what, 13, 14 years old when she acted in that? Yeah, she, she was a child. She stole the show. She oh, was yeah. fantastic. Jeff fucking Bridges was in that movie, and she outacted him. It was insane. Um, yeah. 
so yeah, she did a fantastic job uh, with that. So again, I, I, I definitely the the acting and just the chemistry between all the leads, you know, the father daughter dynamic of Hawkeye and Kate Bishop and everything. I just I really liked Hawkeye. Um, how about you? What, what was your opinion of the TV shows? I, I'm the same boat. I, I I really liked honestly all of them except for um, uh, what if? Yeah, what if? Like, I to me like I I think that like a lot of people are complaining about them how slow they are, but I love them because I feel like they're character studies. I feel like you really get to know the characters more, you get to spend more time with them. I feel like they usually have pretty good arcs. Um, again, the ending of WandaVision wasn't my favorite, but I really felt like the other ones were doing a lot, and I really enjoyed them. Like, I actually I think I enjoy every series more than I enjoy any movie other than Spider-Man that's come out of this phase so far. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I really enjoyed Moon Knight. A lot of people are just saying, skip Moon Knight, Moon Knight's dumb. And, like, I don't know why. I, like, I feel like there's some weird view that, like, I, like a lot of people are saying, I'm not, like, they're refusing to watch Moon Knight, which is interesting to me. Um, I don't I don't know don't know why. And a lot of people complain about Captain America, uh, specifically the uh, the end, that the do-better scene at the end of Captain America and the Winter Soldier. Uh, mm-hmm. Sorry, Falcon Winter Soldier, which, like, I, I don't know. I thought it was good. I thought it, like, I thought it made a point and it was trying to say I, something. I, I honestly I don't remember that. <laughs> uh, it was just I, to talk about the government doing better and supporting people who are being marginalized. And I like, it, you know, yeah, I'm referencing yeah, that's a good message. Huh. And I, I think it also had a good thing to do. Cause I think it was one of the first, like the really the only form of media that I feel like really dealt with the snap in an interesting way by having this whole group yes. of people who were like, you know, displaced because of the snap. And I thought that was really interesting and something that's not really discussed much more. So having that be a central plot element to me was, like, really great. Because I feel like everything else is like, hey, remember the snap? Oh, yeah, that was a thing. And that's about it. That's <laughs> yeah, no, that, literally... I, I really, I really, really like the scene in, like, episode four or five of WandaVision where they're in the hospital and all the people are starting to come back and everyone's panicking about it. And they're just like, oh, shit, how are we going to deal with this? Like, moments like that I really, really liked. So, yeah, mm-hmm. I do agree, you know, how people dealt with the snap and how they were marginalized by coming back. Yeah, yeah, I guess. I don't know. Falcon and the Winter Soldier, like, it, it definitely had interesting ideas that I felt it brought forward. It just didn't grip me for some reason, and I can't quite mm-hmm. put my finger on why. Um, the buddy cop, the buddy cop, the homoeroticness was, wasn't wasn't your jam? No, I'm totally okay with homoeroticism. Gosh, I, uh, <laughs> you know, I've watched the first five seasons of Supernatural. What are you talking about? <laughs> what you mean, and, you mean and, that... and all the BBC Sherlock, too. <laughs> Only the first five? Come on, man. <laughs> It's, that's barely even into the part where they start parodying themselves. Did you get to the musical episode? Come on. Uh, oh, cool. Yes. Yes, yes, um, yes. Uh, except but, yeah. for the new Top Gun movie. Uh, oh, God, no. <laughs> you know, can I tell you, I've never watched Top Gun. And uh, when we were at the hospital last week with, waiting for Lindsay, it was playing on TV. And I couldn't be more bored and like not want not want to watch it. I ended up going to my car and grabbing my phone so I could watch an anime on my phone. <laughs> uh, you know, cl- classic move, classic. Um, yes, but yes. Anyway. so so last comment on on this kind of some diatribe, but leading up to it. Um, so you mentioned WandaVision. Um, where do you feel like WandaVision left off with Wanda? What do you think about that resolution for her? Other than other than the dumb CGI fight between her and Agatha, what yes. was uh, what do you think about that? So I remember being part of the Reddit discussions, uh, like as the episodes were coming out. WandaVision was the one show, like I did watch every single week, and I kind of kept up on it. I did the thing where, like, I got a free year of Disney Plus or something like that. So I was like, hey, might as well do that. Uh, don't have that now, but anyway, uh, for WandaVision, yeah, as I went on through, 
I just thought to myself, like, ooh, um, I really, really like how they're really leaning into the effect that Infinity War and Endgame had on Wanda Psyche. And I really like the idea of she's her own worst enemy. It's the fact that she is not in control of her powers. It's the fact that she is so overcome with grief and she's processing it in very terrible ways. I, I loved that angle and I wish that's what where they would have ended up with. Um, but of course it's revealed that, oh, she's being manipulated and they're going to have a big CGI fight over the town. And, you know, she's basically yeah she kidnapped a town for however long it was i don't remember a few months something like that a few weeks yeah a few weeks i think um yeah for however long it was but i i definitely felt like there was an element of she got away scot-free with it it really didn't delve deep into much of the consequences for her but at the same time too i feel like dr strands addresses that so uh, mm. how about you I see. I I really like the ending of like you know obviously other than the Scott Free part, I like the character arc she went on and the journey of acceptance of loss and like you know if you think about stages of grief and what will happen yep. to her like bargaining and all that. Um, and I think that Doctor Strange to me kind of undoes a lot of that. Um, but what what would you say was Wanda's motivation in that? What what did she want in WandaVision? Um, yeah. She. I, I don't feel like it was a want. I think it was just a process of her processing grief. It was her denying all the pain and suffering she went through. And because she's the Scarlet Witch and she has a million different powers, she just processed it in a very weird ways. So I don't think it was much of a want. I was just thinking of as she has all those emotions and she can't handle it. Mm. That's what okay. I was thinking. What do you think? Well, I, for me, what I'm going to get out later, I'm going to apply is I... I I think a big part of that was her processing Vision's death. Mm-hmm. And I think that the big flaw for me in uh, this new movie is that Vision is not mentioned once. <laughs> yes, I, I was going to mention that as well. Um, uh, so we'll come back to that later. But that, yeah, to me, that that's where WandaVision left off, especially, you know, given part of the name. Um, and I think that that is uh, where my confusion in this comes from a little bit. Um, but, you know, we did leave off that movie with her or that series with her uh, using the Darkhold to find her children. Um, mm-hmm. with also white vision having regained the memories of regular vision and being out there in the world somewhere. Mm-hmm. That's, that, 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 that's where that series leaves off. Um, and, and, and just to kind of talk about some lead up, I remember when this first came out and we we're talking about uh, Doctor Strange 2 before the Multiverse of Madness subtitle had come with it. Um, There's a big theory that Nightmare was going to be um, the villain. It was the, um, you know, the, the, the dream world uh, or nightmare realm or whatever he's called. You know, he, was, he, he, he dealt with that. And so I think when I first heard about Sam Raimi possibly being involved, that made a lot of sense, right? This Nightmare Realm, this character who kind of feeds on that. Um, and then I don't, I can't remember when Multiverse Madness was announced as, as the title. Um, and I know they're rewrites. So I wonder how far along that was, that, that concept, because I do feel like Nightmare was almost established as the, as the villain for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know what, what the process was involved in that. Um, but but I, I, I was really curious to see where that went. I thought that would have been really interesting with um, Sam Raimi. Um, but let, let, let's hop in the movie. I, the, I just want to kind of go yeah. into our backstory where we're coming from before we start talking about it, because I feel like that does affect your, you know, your view. No, I think that was. I think I mean these these Marvel movies don't exist in a vacuum anymore, so you do have to kind of like take in the storyline up and coming beforehand as some influences on in. So mm. uh, yeah, where do you want to start? Uh, let's just start from the beginning. <laughs> okay. Um, so oh, you know, like I, I think you know before, like I, I don't want to go as a play by play, but I think you know there's a couple of scenes that are important. Um, but actually, I feel like the one I actually think I should ask you before this. Uh, that I didn't do with our other preamble is what do you think of Doctor Strange 1? I thought it was just slightly better than the middle of the road Marvel movies. 
Like I felt Benedict Cucumberback played Cucumberback, fantastic. Yes, Cucumberback. <laughs> There's actually a um, hang on Benedict Cumberback. <laughs> Cumberback um, name generator. All right, so I'm googling Benedict Cumberback name generator. So here we go. We have Barnabas Snugglesnatch. <laughs> what the fuck? Wait, what is this? Brandenburg Bonaparte. <laughs> <laughs> but a white boy can't become. <laughs> Whippersnatch Humperdink. <laughs> wait, wait, what? <laughs> what, wait, what are we right, using? Said, what is this? This is the Benedict Cumberbatch name generator. I used it for one of my D and D campaigns. There was a tribe of uh, creatures, and they all had the uh, <laughs> Benedict Cumberbatch name generator names. Bobadil Rivendell. Ooh, someone was a Lord of the Rings fan. <laughs> Benedict Chowder Pants. <laughs> Wellington Scratch and Sniff. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're going to spend the next half hour just doing these. I'm so sorry. This has been Printer Screw Heads Talk Horror Movies. Uh, okay, here we go. Here we go. Uh, one more. One more. Bunsen Burner Animorph. <laughs> okay. Okay. Anyway, Doctor Strange 1, I, I definitely felt like it was a slightly better than average Marvel movie, but not much more than that. Like, the performances were fine. Things were good. It had the issue with the villain being underdeveloped, like most of Marvel movies do. Um, I did really, really like the creative way he solved the primary conflict at the end mm-hmm. of just annoying the uh, bad guy to death. I, I, I really like, I like that better than the CGI slugfest. Um, so, and you know, I liked how multiverse of madness basically did the same thing, not with mm-hmm. annoying, but you know, kind of using a, um, a typical solution to a problem to solve the central conflict. Um, but yeah, I liked, I, it, it was fine. Um, I didn't think that, uh, Dr. Strange and Rachel McAdams had any chemistry whatsoever. Um, she was fine in that role. She, she's just a fantastic actor, but just, I did not buy them as the will they, won't they couple. Um, trying to think what else about that movie. Visuals were cool. Yeah. Yeah. What else? What did you think of it? I'm in the same boat. I honestly can't remember it very much. Uh, I I think the visuals were, I remember, I remember the, the mirror realm and all that kind of stuff. Uh, I thought I remember Mads Mikkelsen, you know, playing a pretty good villain, but like you know, not nothing crazy. Uh, I remember Baron Mordo at the end being evil. Um, uh-huh. That's that's about all I remember. You know, I, I think there's some elements. I I feel like I remember Doctor Strange a lot more in the ensemble films than I do from his own film. And I think, like you said, yeah. it's just because it's kind of a middle of the road film. Um, I, you know, and he, I feel like, and I don't know if it's just because. Uh, Tony Stark's gone now, or because you know they interacted then. But I feel like he very much was written like a Tony Stark-like character, and not as much. I was just about a... to say that. Yeah, he he definitely feels like the mentor character now, and I agree with you too. I think he works a lot better as a um, secondary character rather than a lead in his own movies. So, well, and, the, and what, what would you say was his character arc? Was his character arc hubris? Was 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 that his thing? He was very full of himself. Crash the, the plane. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then at the yes. end, he gave, he was willing to like you know live thousands of times of pain just to stop that. That that was his thing. Yeah, and then this movie kind of develops that too in terms of him learning to trust other people and not take care of everything himself. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of where it goes on too. But anyway, okay, all right. Because I, I, I was trying to remember his character arc, and I think that that makes the most sense. Because I know, yeah. and I know like there's like because I feel like his a lot of him his thing. And I think why he clashes with Tony in a. Uh, what's that movie that we watched in uh, Infinity War was you know they're both these kind of like 
full of themselves dick guys who are kind of you know like i'm all, you know always in the best doctor surgeon become the best magician you know all that shit and, it's, and you know it's kind of what leads to um that uh what if episode where he becomes dark doctor strange uh so yeah so and i think that's you know that's a character flaw one that we kind of deal with in this in this movie as well um but yeah okay i, I just want to see where you where you stood because again like, like honestly for me i kind of like kind of the same captain america number one i just like it wasn't didn't stick with me um mm-hmm. but i think captain america winter soldier was amazing um i think everyone kind of, did yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, like first captain america and eh, winter soldier yeah mm-hmm. yeah that's when the rooster brothers stepped in they're like oh, we got this yep. um but okay um so yeah so do you want to give a description of what this movie's basic plot is uh you know obviously uh, people were spoiling it but people you know might be to frame it yeah we, we gave the warning so um yeah, so basically this movie is Multiverse of Madness, uh, but at its core central conflict, um, so Doctor Strange meets this uh, young teenage girl named America Chavez, who has the power to travel between the different dimensions. He gets into some hijinks uh, that kind of sets them on a path together. And very early on, basically at the end of the first act, uh, we find out that the antagonist of the movie is actually the Scarlet Witch herself, uh, Elizabeth Olsen as Wanda, and it is a pretty much non-stop chase uh, through this multiverse with the Scarlet Witch basically killing everything in her way to get the America Chavez girl to steal her powers because Wanda's motivation is she wants to go to a dimension where her children actually exist. She, again, is so overcome with grief, and she uses that to... um, yeah, she doesn't care. She, at this point, she's just completely broken, and she's like, fuck it, I'm going to go ahead, I'm going to live my life, I'm going to try and pull the WandaVision again um, to do that. And then Doctor Strange, as he goes on through, he learns about the multiverse, he learns about America Chavez and her power, and more about it. Um, yeah, that that's pretty much it. So it's a big chase sequence between the two. Yeah, and, and, and one, one, one thing to remember, too, is this movie was supposed to come out, I believe, before the Spider-Man movie. Right, this was supposed to come out originally in the slate. I think so, was, yeah. Wasn't it Wandavision and this, or this, this and then yeah, Wandavision and this supposed to come out? I think was the was the order. I think uh, I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. So so that so you know obviously there that that creates problems. Um, so uh, you know I'm curious as to how that would work because uh, I don't know about you. I know going into this, I assumed that the uh, what he was being brought up to the Illuminati for was for what he did in Spider Man No Way Home. Uh, mm-hmm. But I, you know, I guess when the story was written, that wasn't even a you know blip on the radar. Though there were a lot of rewrites, and um, I think there you know there's been a lot of changes uh, as a result yeah. of COVID and all this. Um, and I so think I'm, the post credit scene definitely kind of referenced the No Way Home thing he did at the end too, where they said, "Oh, you've caused an incursion, blah blah blah. We need to fix it." I think that was it. So. Oh, was it? Oh, I seen that. That was just from his other stuff as well. Um, I mean, it's kind of all lumped together at this point. <laughs> well, because so. couldn't having America Chavez in their universe cause an incursion? <laughs> Uh, yeah, that too, and everything. Like that, there's so many things that can cause an incursion. They're just like, mm-hmm. where do we even start? So, so they'll, they'll toss the book at them. So speaking of uh, books, uh, hey, <laughs> uh, right? So this movie opens up with uh, America Chavez and a Doctor Strange, I think Defender Strange or something like that. I forget what he's titled. Ponytail Strange mm-hmm. um, are you know trying to get this book, the Book of Ashanti, which uh, apparently can grant any wish. Which yo, strange, they could have used that earlier. You fucking idiot. Uh, <laughs> that would have been great against Thanos, um, but. Um, so that, that you know, they're going for that, um, and we're introduced to uh, America Chavez, the character you mentioned, who can uh, you know open up portals between uh, dimensions or worlds or universes, whatever you want to call it. Uh, what did you think about her character? I have mixed feelings on her. Mm. Like, I liked how spunky she was. I liked how she didn't give any shit to Doctor Strange. 
I didn't like the fact that she was so obviously, and let me finish on this one. She was LGBT, but but in a safe way where they could easily edit it out for Chinese or you know non LGBT accepting countries. Like she had the pin, but that pin could easily be digitalized out. They had the two mothers, but that could also be rewritten as well. I, I felt they should have done more for representation, but at the same time too, you know, I'm glad this is a triple a blockbuster film and she's a central character in there who very proudly um kind of well not in your face but you know hey the lgbt character bam fantastic i love the representation i just i wish it wasn't so obvious that they were going to edit it out of some of the international releases um but in terms of her character she was funky i didn't really particularly like the oh the power was in you the entire time in terms of how she solves the conflict although the solution she comes up with i did like um mm-hmm. how about you what do you think of her i i really liked her like i i i thought she like you said i think she's kind of a spunky character i liked that she was a like a a second peter parker like i almost kind of like this in the sense of um we saw what happened in no way home and how he kind of like just did what peter wanted and it's like all right bye and I know this isn't, you know, again, it was probably written before uh, that movie supposed to take place, but I'm almost thinking about it as like Doctor Strange's second try. Like, here's another young person coming to me for help, and this time I'm going to do it right. And I, I liked I liked that kind of like, that. I liked that idea that that could be that. Um, so I liked her role in that. And I, I agree with you. I liked, I liked too that she is a representation of, you know, something that isn't, you know, like I, I think, I almost kind of think it's to its benefit, not, obviously not, uh, I, I'm sure that has hits well. I feel like sometimes when a when a movie wants to shove it in your face, um, you know, or to uh, to incorporate a character, I think sometimes they make the mistake of shoving it in your face, of being like, "Oh, this character's gay." Here's and like I think showing her as somebody whose sexuality is an element of her but does not define her is important because I think that Agreed. that's yeah. it, it's it's more of like a yeah she like it's it's like the she is gay and she's all these other things as well and like yes. I think that's that to me was a showing more restraint on Disney and I think who sometimes is bad at subtlety. Um, and you know, the pin, I think to its credit and to its disservice at the same time, kind of blends in with the jacket. Um, which, so it took me a while to notice that's what it was at first. And it's like, Oh, that's mm-hmm. cool. But then I was like, Oh, it's kind of hidden at the same time. So I'm like, look, I don't know, you know, back and forth. Yeah. There. It definitely wasn't um, in your face. It wasn't obnoxious or anything like that. Yeah. I kind of get what you're saying. And I don't know. I mean, we're two cis white guys talking about this. Yeah. So our opinions are basically nothing uh, compared to, you know, actual LGBT opinions on this topic. But yeah, I, 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 I just, I wish it wasn't so obvious that they were going to edit it out later on for international releases. Cause I do remember reading the news articles about that. Oh yeah, that, um, that was definitely gonna happen as soon as I saw that. I actually, I got I got um, big Kate Bishop, uh, Bishop vibes from her too, which oh, I yeah. did enjoy. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I'd love to see a team up with them. I, I if they ever do the Champions or the Young Avengers, essentially, I think I would love to see her and Miss um, Bishop and Miss Marvel. Yeah, like, but and like the thing that I hate is um, so you know I. Uh, so sorry. One more thing. One more positive thing. I did love the way that when she mentioned her mom's, there wasn't some dramatic beat. There wasn't any like, oh, you know, there wasn't like a, it was. Kasha was like, hey, I'm sure your mom's be proud of you. Like, boom, yes. done. Very great, accepting. Like, love it. Great, mm-hmm. good writing. Good, like, just you know, I loved it. Um, but 
a lot of the like the community I, I don't know why i think that like i think marvel's been like marvel lately has done a lot to try to bring representation into their comics um and there's this whole anti-woke kind of thing going on against them for that. i think the marvel now series was, was a big element of that they brought in kamala khan they brought they kind of highlighted miles morales again um they brought in um the radical hulk i can't remember what the the, the korean hair um hulk um and you know there's a lot of like weird fucking like idiot nerds just being like you know oh too woke marvel even those other characters still existed that they liked that you know the idea of bringing these characters in was like a weird stage um and i think that i've heard a lot of hate against the same character for that reason and it's it's so fucking frustrating like uh there there's I, there's a reviewer online i forget what his name is and i, I usually enjoy i think it's called the i think it's the critical drinker i think it's his name i usually love his videos because they usually have some pretty good commentary um and he made a review of this movie, and the entire time he basically just, instead of saying America Chavez, he would just list out a Hispanic country. So he'd be like, Guantan- no, that's not Guantanamo, that's not Guata- Guatemala Sanchez, you know, mm-hmm. like, just fucking, like, being a prick, essentially. Uh, and I, I that, that just infuriates me. I think that's, and, I, and I've seen a lot of that backlash online, people saying that she is simply a character who is there for uh, wokeism and for, you know, but, like, in not, like, and it's it's that kind of, like, like, it's that kind of rhetoric and that kind, that kind of discussion that is, I think, really harmful. And like, it's it's reducing this instead of taking this character as a person, you know, a, like you know, when we talk about, and this this is a probably a bad analogy to use, and I don't mean it to say that this is <laughs> what it is, but like when you you know, when we talk about person first language and special education, and whatnot, you you identify them as a person, then you identify other elements of them second. And I think yes. that what 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 they're doing here is doing what fucking the predator did and identifying this person purely based on the color of their skin or the, on on their sexual orientation and saying that is who they are and not saying that america chavez is the character who happens mm-hmm. to be these things um yeah that's I, actually I, just going off that point real quick I, I i did really like the fact that i mean she's obviously hispanic her last name is chavez and she looks it but they didn't make any reference to it whatsoever um, mm-hmm. i mean i guess technically she's an alien but I, yeah, I didn't like that. She wasn't. There wasn't a moment where she's just like, "Hey, let's grab tacos" or something like that. I, I really, yeah, I don't know. Maybe, maybe you're changing my mind on it being subdued. I think I'm just pissed at the world in terms of how it needs to be <laughs> hidden. Well, and Disney has to stray that line because the entire time I saw that pin, I was just thinking, "All right, I know there's been some executives on board with Disney who are just like looking at the footage and being like, all right, we can edit that out for the Chinese release. We can edit that out for the Saudi Arabian release. And I'm just like, grow some balls. God damn it. Which anyway. fucking kills me because in Florida, there's that whole don't say gay bill and, and Disney kind of was like, no, fuck you. Yeah. And, and was willing to possibly lose some of the jurisdiction they had over their uh, park areas uh, f- as a result of that. But then they're doing this shit, which I, I know the China's a huge market, but like, come on. Uh, you know, yeah. it, 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 slow it, incremental progress. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. But also, and also, uh, you mentioned the Spanish thing. There wasn't there a scene where, where she speaks Spanish uh, and uh, Doctor Strange oh, can't yeah. speak Spanish. But like, but the thing I love about that is that that wasn't like a highlighting of. It was just like, oh, Doctor Strange. The un- they're basically saying Doctor Strange is uncultured, which I, I yes. loved. It was a slap that was him. Great, so, huh? like, yeah, that was, that was a great call out. But yeah, no, uh-huh. I, I I agree though. I I, I enjoyed her character. Um, and so yeah, so okay, so like her character. Um. What did you think about her involvement in the story? I thought she was fine. Like, mm. she was a little bit too much of a damsel in distress at some points, but, I mean, that was kind of her character arc of her discovering her powers. I really didn't like the fact that it was... Gosh, I'm harder on this movie than I thought I was. You were right. The more you think about this movie, the more <laughs> you find stuff you don't like about it. Um, I don't like the fact that her powers were linked to fear and her emotional state because I felt that was just a setup for 
her getting into a situation and kind of getting a get out of jail free card for whatever mm. it was. I, I would have really liked it if just it was small incremental progress she started and you know, she realized, oh shit, I can, you know, create a tiny little portal to this one dimension, or I can hold it open for two seconds, and then three seconds, and then five seconds, and then I can control where I go, instead of, oh my god, I'm scared, here's a portal, oh my god, I'm scared, here's a portal, wait a second, I can control this, here's a portal to anywhere I choose. Well, I think, I think like, that's... I felt her I... working at it would have been a more narratively satisfying than the, ooh, I'm scared, here's a get-out-of-jail-free card. Well, yes. I did that. I did that more as like the the fear and stuff being a flight or flight response, and and what what Doctor Strange says, kind of the thing at the end, like you know, it, it's like Rogue, right? Like Rogue in X Men. If you want to kind of think uh, the first movie, it, it's the idea that she can't control it, and it is a response to stimulus. And at the end, Doctor Strange is like, okay, well, like channel that stimulus, like chan- channel that feeling you get, which which breaches it, and then try using that. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. in, instead of being and, and partially, I think too is like I think what he brings to her is that it's not just her fear that causes it, but it's an actual repression because of what happened to her moms. Because yes. I think mm-hmm. part of what he says to her is like, your moms wouldn't be mad at you. You didn't, you didn't kill your moms, you know? Like, and I you, like that, yeah. Yeah, and, I, and, I, and that, that was more of what it was instead of like a fears triggering it, but her repressing it, which I know, again, is something if you want to link that to sexuality and that character being somebody who is repressing who they are because of their fear of being, what happens when they expose it. Um, mm-hmm. that, can be a, that can be a great analogy there. If that, and God damn it, I'm just, I'm, arguing, I'm making points in this movie that might be <laughs> make me be like like liking it more. I don't know if that was intentional, but if so, good job. <laughs> um, so you know that's great. You know I, that's uh, I could see that that side of it as well. Um, so that part didn't bother me too much in terms of her not having control over it um, because because of her, what her discovering of it caused. Um, uh, but you know that's that you know here, not here or there. Um, but so what did you think of, um, so kind of tantamount to that, what did you think about Wanda's reveal of what she wanted, uh, of, you know, of her being the pursuer and her plan with America Chavez? What do you think about that? I like the reveal scene. I thought it was really cool because I was fully expecting this movie to go the route that every other Marvel movie does of, oh, you know, this guy you're fighting against the whole time or this Wanda you're fighting against the whole time. Well, we're going to team up to fight the real big bad, which I always hate in movies whenever that happens Um, or just video games, whatever it is. I I would just like if you're going to, you know, explore this conflict to really, really commit to it. I thought it was a great kind of reveal of, oh, I guess... uh, you know, lying to you was the hardest part. I, I thought that was a really, really good idea. The hex was easy, but lying to you was the hard part. I liked that line. And I did like the fact that they committed, and it was she was the villain, the antagonist, the whole time through. Mm-hmm. Um, so how about you? What did you think about it? I, I So I didn't really like the reveal, because it brought up a lot of questions for me. Um, but I also, I don't know, to me, to me, my biggest element, with this, my biggest dis- issue with this movie is actually Wanda. Um, and it's just because I felt I, I really liked her journey in WandaVision. And to have this character who goes from wanting her husband back uh, and at the end kind of, you know, missing her children, which I think is, again, a uh, I think the children are a symbol of the life she could have had with Vision. Having that go to I'm going to murder a child and steal her powers instead of like, hey, I'm going to approach America Chavez. I'm like, yo, my kids are missing. Can you find me a world where maybe they don't have a mother and I can take care of them? Or like, you know, like or if she gets becomes this magical, insane, powerful sorceress, why can't she just create her own kids? If she can alter reality, if she accesses the Scarlet Witch's powers of altering reality, why doesn't she just bring her kids into existence again? Um, mm-hmm. I, I just feel like it was a weird step for her to take, especially after, like, I feel like the story she went through at the end of the first one, uh, no, sorry, at the end of WandaVision, 
Um, and it just kind of felt to me like it was a weird uh, place to kick off from. I think that there are ways to do it, but I just it, it felt like they wrote it for the purpose of this movie. Like in this movie, this is what's going to happen because you know it'll be fun, and then we'll kind of go, we'll put, we'll lean into it really hard, um, and then I feel like they they elastic band back at the end. Uh, which I don't quite love. Um, but, you know, I agree. I like I liked the reveal. I remember watching it, and when she mentioned America Chavez's name, I was like, did she, how did she know her name? <laughs> and then when he catches her, I'm like, oh, okay, it wasn't just me. <laughs> um, I, I enjoyed that. Um, though it did bring up the question of how she had sent demons after uh, America Chavez and other universes when she didn't have that power at that moment. I'm sorry, what? Because the, the, the movie opens up with um, Ponytail Strange and America Chavez in the Space Between Worlds or universes yeah yeah no i get that but what was your question like i'm sorry <laughs> how did how did she send that demon after him how was she controlling the demon i don't in a different universe that she didn't have access to yet i'm assuming it was like a lackey thing like the um other demons in the i don't know the, the temple in the, the the evil temple in the mountains that she has like wonder goal she... uh-huh yeah <laughs> not wonder goal <laughs> what a dumbass name <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, I, I, I kind of figured she was just like, yeah, these are kind of lackeys. She could, I, I think Dr. Strange actually used that word lackey at some point. So they were, they were subservient to her. Well, I'm That's just like, I, I, I figured. I think it's implied that she hasn't dreamwalked though until later in the film. So how did she get a, a lackey in another, in a multiverse, in a universe, in the universe? Mm, yes. Good question. Theoretically in, in multiple universes, cause it had to like chase them from where they came. Like, you know, they weren't in the book of Ashanti land the whole time. Yeah. Right. Could there be some, like, timey-wimey stuff being involved here? I, I, don't, I don't know. know. I, I, I got those questions. But, like, it, it's, yeah, just it weird to me, uh-huh. it's just weird to me that, like, she, that's, that she starts off at that place. Like, I would have, what I would have loved to see is a Scarlet Witch who teams up with Doctor Strange to help out um, America Chavez. And through that, maybe they're fighting Nightmare, maybe they're fighting somebody else. The, the person is like, hey, like, she gets manipulated. Like, yo, bro. Um, or, you know, or she sees the power. And she's like, holy shit, I could use this. And then through the story of the midway point, she's kind of like, you know what? I want this power. And for some reason, America can't, can't do something for her. Um, you know, uh, you know, there's another wand of that universe or, you know, whatever reasons. It would cause incursion. Have that be the thing. If you go to the other universe, there'll be an incursion. And it will cause these, these things to collapse. And so that's why Doctor Strange and America Chavez don't want her to have this power. And then that's that's their fighting point against her she doesn't want to murder them she just wants the power um and they don't want that because they've learned about incursions maybe they go maybe they visit the illuminati at some point earlier on they learn about incursions and that's 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 their antagonistic point it's not that she just wants to murder she didn't just go ape shit off the wall but she sees this thing before her she didn't know existed and now she wants it and as they keep she you know she sees the power she sees the possibility and then it's denied her that to me is a is a would be a better reason but I think having her start this film off in completely off the deep end was that was a was a mistake. Yeah, I could see that definitely, and I, I guess counterpoint. I mean, this movie was a breakneck pace, and that's something that Sam Raimi did discuss. He was just like, I want this to feel like Doctor Strange is being hunted or on the run the entire movie. Mm. Um, so there's a very limited part at the beginning when um there is yeah basically everything since the reveal with wanda is just kind of crazy on the run afterwards but i do really like that idea i do Mm -hmm. like giving a little bit more context to the craziness because wanda has one mode this entire movie 
and it's crazy so <laughs> oh and um and what did you think about the element of like like i loved it but it was also like oh wait a second uh the, the element where he sits down at the wedding and that guy is like my cat's died and my brother's dead uh so uh was like, there's that doctor guy who's criticizing doctor strange for giving up the time stone mm-hmm. do, you remember that, do you remember that scene did, did yeah. that did that imply that people know about that um, I don't, I don't remember who that guy was. I, don't, I think he, <laughs> I, just, like, I, don't, I don't remember, I think he was supposed to be a character from the first movie, but he was just some guy who was like, hey man, like, uh, when, you know, we were dusted, that sucked. And when I was dusted, my cats died and my brother died. Uh, I, you know, uh-huh. did, did you need to give him the time stone? But like, that brings up my question when the, the Avengers came back, where they're like, yo, here's what happened. Here's, here's the whole story. <laughs> we got in this big fight. Star-Lord punched this guy and we almost won. Fuck him. Oh, he's in space. Don't worry. Uh, and then, uh, you know. Uh, Doctor Strange assume, gave the time stone. Yeah, no, I would, I, 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 could see that. I would definitely assume by this time, everyone in the world knows at least the cliff notes of what exactly happens. Um, because I mean, like in Hawkeye, they had a musical based on the attack in New York from the first event. Oh movie. yeah, that was so good. So, uh, so I, I, I figure it was all pretty well known at this point. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I could see that. And I, I do like the angle of, you know, even the right decisions doesn't mean they're the easy decisions. Huh. Um, or people aren't going to understand exactly why you do the things you do. I, I, I did like that angle. Mm-hmm. And, and like, uh, and and was was that part of like, I know they keep talking about, you know, you need people to hold the scalpel. Was that part of, because I feel like th- there, a lot of the discussion in this movie, I feel like is they're like, are you happy? And he's never, he, he he's like, yeah, I'm happy. Maybe, I don't know. And so we, we get we get two themes in this. We get the question, "Are you happy?" and we get this, this phrase, "You always have to be the one to hold the scalpel." Mm-hmm. Do those have to do with? Do you think that that those are tied to the events of Endgame and him having to like essentially die for a while and make make the sacrifice, uh, or do you think that those are unrelated? I could see them being related because I mean his whole character arc in this movie was is the fact that you know he's got to pass the scalpel on to someone else and let them assist and let them help out too. He can't do everything on his own, um, and he he definitely has a complex of you know he's a loner and he doesn't want to be, but he also doesn't want to admit that he wants to be as well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, well, yeah, I think that I, don't know. I, I think that too is kind of a. Uh... Again, I don't know how much, I don't know. I'm assuming that the end of No Way Home is that he doesn't know Peter Parker's, but he does remember trying to help out Spider-Man. I think oh, yeah. it is. So uh, so maybe that also kind of ties into him, what happened there, where he's like, oh, I'll solve your problem for you, ha ha ha, and everything gets fucked up. <laughs> and he's like, oh, shit. Uh, so maybe that, maybe that also kind of ties into that idea of him needing to kind of like back off a little bit, maybe listen to Wong when he's like, don't fucking do that. <laughs> um but yeah, okay. I just wanted because I think that that's important to the bearing later. Um, all right. So after that, so yes, yeah, so we get the reveal of Wanda as, as a villain. We get the crazy thing of her just killing like all of, not Krav Maga. That's where you go. What's what's what's, what's the place called? Uh, where where, where uh, all the wizards die? Uh, Kamartai. Martai. Kamartai. Kamartai. Kamartaj. 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 That's it. Yes. She goes to Kamartaj, just like murders all of Kamartaj, which is another interesting. Again, this is my like. She goes from. I want to have my imaginary life with my family to I'm going to murder all these wiz- like innocent wizards who are shooting at yeah, me with arrows and arrows. Yes, uh, uh, well, that, yes. that, was, that was a little dumb for me. Um, but I, I feel like, I, I don't know. There's, I feel like the, the standout for me with that was the scene where she evil dead slash ring crawls her way out of a mirror. That was Oh, yes, awesome. I was just about to mention that. Like the special effects in this movie and some of the crazy scenes <laughs> on there, like, 
yeah, the, the, the ring girl out of the mirror, the eyeball and the reflection. Um, I, I definitely think the one that takes the cake, because we're jumping all around the movie at this point, mm. is uh, the Black Bolt death. I, I, I love that. Oh, yeah. I was just like, holy shit. What well, mouth? Boom. Well, let's hop into that. Let's hop into because I feel like not really okay. much, not really much cool shit happens. I feel like up until the Illuminati at that point, like there's a bunch of chasing yeah. around shit. There's like they fall through twenty different fucking uh, multiverses, and uh-huh. you see them for half a there's second. Some, yeah, exposition uh, about the mothers and just how multiverse behaves and everything like that. Uh, yeah. So, what do you think of the Illuminati? Well, did you see them coming? Did you know they were coming? No. Really. No, like, I knew that, are you talking specifically that Fantastic Four and X-Men and everything like that? Yeah, did, did you know that was happening? No, I did not. Oh, yeah. um, I knew that they had gotten the rights back. I did not realize that they were going to incorporate them into a movie so soon. And I do, I, I vaguely remember, like like I said, after Endgame, I really haven't been following Marvel <laughs> news as much, um, which is cool, because, like, when xavier comes out and the original 90s x-men theme starts playing i'm just like fuck yeah <laughs> so mm. and that was that was peak Raimi right there just like mm. having the original x-men theme play while xavier rolls out on his fucking yellow wheelchair from the cartoon just like yes um anyway uh, so did you know they were coming yeah so i unfortunately so i with the spider-man thing i got really into the 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 news and the releases all the spider-man shit coming out and unfortunately that kind of uh-huh. stows in my feed of things that i follow so uh, a lot of that was revealed to me early on obviously not not full pictures and stuff just kind of general rumors and uh so i i knew that was coming um do you like, do you know about the illuminati who they are what they are i uh, not particularly know in terms of the comic books and everything like that so, so basically the, the idea is like essentially that the illuminati is this group that was formed uh of the smartest members the leaders i think it's usually like iron man uh, Doctor Strange, um, Black Bolt, Reed Richards. It's um, just a bunch of like smart people, essentially. Uh, usually all men, too, which is interesting. I, I feel like that's uh, interesting. Uh, I, I can't remember. I think the teams that, the couple teams that I know of, I think were all men, which is a sexist kind of interesting thing. Uh, so mm-hmm. they don't have to put some other characters in there. Um, but, you know, they, I think they were the ones who did the Planet Hulk decision to launch um, Hulk into space, which led to the World War Hulk and stuff. And I think they're doing that in the comic and the movies at some point. Um, and they're also, um, there actually is a, I think it's called Incursion. There is a, uh, a comic book run where basically the, uh, the Illuminati meet and basically decide whether or not they want to like fuck the other worlds over that they're incursing with to like, you know, let 616 take over versus the other world they're about to collapse with essentially. It was pretty fucked up. It's been a while since I read it, but, uh, it was, it was interesting. Um, they're basically playing God, uh, because you know, they're the smartest people on earth and they get to do what they want. I think Namor is also part of it too. Um, but yeah, they're, they're basically, yeah, they're, they're like the dark council, you know? They're the Illuminati. Gotcha. Um, I, and, you know, I, I thought they were okay in this movie. I think that I always kind of think of them as villainous force. Not a villainous force, but, you know, not necessarily the best force. And mm-hmm. I think that's kind of what this is too, right? Like, would you would you yeah. say that they did, they did they strike you as a force of good? Because I feel like they're this universe's Avengers, right? Yes, uh, that's kind of what they set up to be. <laughs> I kind of figured with them they are a purely business transactional relationship. If you ser- ser- suit their needs, they will be friends with you. However, if you don't... Um, they, you will not be friends with them and they are more than willing to turn on the dime based on whatever they feel on that front. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, very talk- practical, very... Um, the, <laughs> the best way to kind of do it is they are... Do you pull the lever on the trolley to sacrifice one person or do you let it run over five person? They would be the people that would pull the lever on that trolley. Mm. Yeah, like... And like, and to describe this world is like this is the world they go to, which is like the perfect. This is like an ideal world that they come into uh, with uh, America and um, 
Doctor Strange fall into uh, when it's trying to escape uh, Wanda. This is like there's a utopia world. There's pizza balls. There's Bruce Campbell. Um, you know, we'll talk about that. We can talk about that later if you want. <laughs> um, and yeah, so this is the God. Good, I wish the, Bruce Campbell existed in our universe. I know. Oh, I know. It's, unfortunately, <laughs> he, now he just sells pizza balls. Um, but like, and, and so like you know, this is their Avengers. Basically, in the, in this universe, um, they thought Thanos. Um, they, I think they used the Book of Ashanti uh, and their Doctor Strange. Uh, also, uh, in, in this book, book, he had access to the the Grim. What's the, what's the book called? The Grim book. Darkhold. Darkhold. There we go. Know, it's called yeah. the Grimoire. Um, he, so he has access to the Darkhold. He kind of gets corrupted by it, and um, basically, after defeating Thanos, uh, they realize that he is too strong, and they have to kill him. Uh, uh, you know, it's like a mercy killing, essentially. Um, and the members of the Illuminati, we have um, Reed Richards, uh, played by Jim Halpert. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, or John Kaczynski, we have. Uh, yeah, for some reason, I knew like he was cast as it uh, as Mister Fantastic. I don't remember how I found that out. It just like when he came on screen, I was just like, "Oh yeah, that's right. I remember hearing about that." Well, that wasn't officially announced, but it was a huge fan casting for a long time. Ah, gotcha. Um, that so might have been there, there's a bunch of fan art about him. Uh, everyone yeah. wants him to be Captain, uh, not Captain, uh, Mister Fantastic. Mister Fantastic, yeah. Um, and then and we I also thought he was had... good as it. So yeah, I like. I don't because like I'm so used to like Mr. Fantastic as being so I read like all but almost all of the um, ultimate comics where he becomes the maker and is just like a fucking corrupt asshole and like becomes Mm -hmm. the villain essentially. So I'm really used to this snarky version. Um, But I I liked this Reed Richards as like a beaten down Reed Richards a little bit. Um, I don't know. I I liked him as the fatherly Reed Richards, not like the young one we see in the other Fantastic films. Um, You know, he's definitely not uh, Miles Teller. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but so we have him we have baron mordo who is in in this movie is good but not good because they kind of imply that he may or may or not have pushed dr strange in their universe to use the grim hold the dark book the evil book the, the book necronomicon uh mm-hmm. he, they may or may not have pushed him to use that and they also imply that in this one that him and dr strange hate each other which we don't really see in the first movie uh so that's interesting mm-hmm. and then we also have captain carter uh or captain america captain britain we have mm-hmm. um, Monica Rambeau, um, Captain Marvel, Black Bolt. Black Bolt, or Blackagon Boltagon. <laughs> yes, and I and I am so happy that that actor got the chance to reprise the role in something that was not shit. Did, did you ever watch so, Inhumans? I haven't. I I haven't had no. the chance. And I don't know if I need to. No, no, I, I did not. Marvel wants to bury it. I have seen many, many YouTube videos uh, tearing into it, though, and those are very entertaining. Highly recommend those. <laughs> but the actual show itself, no, I would not no. recommend watching. <laughs> and, and then, as you mentioned, also Professor Xavier. Um, yes. And, and they... <coughs> so I know that this isn't the Captain Carter from... Um, this isn't the same Captain Carter we get in... Uh, what If? What If, yeah, because she's a bit of a dick in this one. Uh, and uh, honestly, all of them really are. Like, this Monica Rambo isn't mm-hmm. the WandaVision Rambo... Uh, like I feel like the only people who are really kind of good, because even fucking Black Bolt seems like a pompous asshole. You know, he's the he's the keeper of the Terrigen Mist, which is cool. They actually mentioned Terrigen Mist, uh, but um, which is basically what what creates the Inhumans, um, as opposed to the X Men, uh, who are mutants uh, genetically. Um, but uh, you know, I feel like other than um, other than Reed Richards, who seems to be like again sympathetic, and I uh, and um, Charles Xavier, I feel like they're all kind of dicks, essentially. Yeah. They, they, they're kind and of drunk off power. That's definitely what they kind of gave up to me. Sorry? Yeah, no, that's definitely how they set up to be. I 100% agree. Yeah. Though I did love it when um, 
when Rebishers first appears. First, I love they give him the portal because it's like they don't have him stretched down from the ceiling or anything. He just comes to the portal, which is, you know, he's a technology guy. He's supposed to be the smartest man on earth. But I love what he kind of looks at some... Steven and is like kind of like sad. I love that. Yeah, no, there, there's some reference in terms of the portal. I don't remember. I was reading the post Reddit threads. I'm going to go ahead and try and see if I can find it again. But uh, yeah, that portal is a direct reference to some other aspect of the MCU. I don't remember what exactly. Oh, is it? Uh, because he, he's Richards the one who creates the portals portal. um, that, like, I forget where... The Phantom Zone is DC. What what's what's the zone? The end zone? Negative zone? Negative zone? Negative zone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he's the one who I think creates the portal for that. In the comics. <clears throat> oh yeah, it's the TVA portal from Loki. It's the one they use to teleport between different places. Oh, is it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh shit! That's awesome. Yeah. Um, but anyway. I, I, lo- I love that he. I like. I love that. And I, I like. Again, I think a lot of people don't don't like him, and I understand why you might not like him as Reed Richards because he's very nice and he's like John Kaczynski. But I just love the element. I love when he comes and kind of looks at Strange and smiles. Like, hey, Steven. Like, because, yeah. you know, in, in his world, he had to kill his friend. Like, I always get that impression that, he, that it's like they have the kind of Captain America, Tony Stark thing where, like, you know, Reed Richards is trying to, to be good and be really, you know, and like uh, there, Doctor Strange is kind of a snarky power, you know, drunk on power kind of guy. And I like I like that element. Um, yeah. But then. It, and I also like to kind of go along with that, too, just. The other Doctor Strange death scene where Black Bolt comes on out and whispers the one word, sorry, and that's enough to kill him. Like, I, I love that was the word they chose. That yeah. was a good sin. Uh-huh. Yeah, no, because it made, it made it tragic. It made it, like, and, and that's the weird thing is I think there's this weird kind of, like, kind of sadness that comes with them. They, make the, they, they have to make these hard decisions. But you kind of get the impression that, like, maybe Xavier and maybe uh, Reed Richards are like, yeah, we have to make the hard decisions that take a toll on us. And the others are like, yeah, fuck it, man. We killed him. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, there's, there's, and, and especially what happens later on, I feel like some of the expressions on these characters as, you know, things happen to them, as their things happen to their friends, aren't really, like, sympathetic. And you're kind of, or just kind of like, I don't know. So do you, you want to explain what happens, what happens next? Like, do you want to talk about what happens next? Uh, uh, sure. I mean, like, at this point, too, uh, Rachel McAdams as Christine Palmer exists in this universe as well, and she's, like, a high-ranking scientist who's discovering the multiverse. Um, as they continue talking about, they get interrupted by Wanda dreamwalking her way into uh, this facility, stronghold, governmental body, whatever it is. Um, and we get probably my favorite scene in the entire movie where basically it's just Wanda tearing through all of these characters one by one. And it was fucking brutal for an MCU movie. Like Black Bolt, Wanda just goes, uh, he, like removes his mouth basically, Neo in the Matrix style from the very beginning so he can't scream. So he decides to scream and then he ends up just like imploding on his own head. John Krasinski as Mr. Fantastic like is torn up into spaghetti basically and then gets a little pop. Agent Carter gets, or Captain Carter gets uh, bisected by her own shield. It, it, it's pretty crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a pretty crazy fight scene too. And like, as Wanda's walking along and she's got blood on her face and then red eyes as well. And I think there was a Sam Raimi, you know, camera first person view along the ground shot in there as well during that chase sequence. But that was another time I was just like, yep, this is, this is, this is Sam Raimi influence right here. Uh, very, very Doctor Octopus and Spider Man two vibes. Hmm. I, that I don't, one scene. Did, did that scene work for you? Did like I, I that scene didn't really work for me. Like I, I like. Okay, tell me I, why. Well, I, I was okay. Black Bolt dying, uh, and like you know, I, I think that there's ways to do that, but I just, I just didn't like how they all died so quickly. 
Like, and I, and I get, like, part of it is, like, you know, what, this is that thing that, that happens with a character like Wanda where she is reality-altering, so she can just fuck everybody up. Like, that's always been an element of her character. But it makes really makes for boring storytelling because it's just kind of like, oh, there it goes, so that's why they don't usually do it. Um, but it's just, like, again, I feel like this character who, up to this point, yeah, okay, she killed all these, like, kind of nameless people. And I guess technically these guys are nameless to her, too. She doesn't know who the fuck they are. Um, but, like... The, the brutality of how she killed these people was just again so out of character for the one we had before and i that just was kind of it also like you know again they've managed like people are riffing on this all the time smartest man on earth tries to grab her not the greatest thing and i, I but I also understand the conceit that to him this is the wanda of their universe this is their friend why why would she hurt them um but it just it just felt like it felt kind of like 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 in I go back and forth because it felt like what they do in these event comics and ultimatum where people just get fucking destroyed, where people get like ripped apart. It happens. These, these happen all the time, these big event comic books. But to me, it just felt like a waste. Like to do this to these characters just seemed weird because it basically we introduce these characters, you kind of meet them and they get destroyed. Um, and you get some kind of sympathetic kind of doom moments where he, where, uh, you know, Reed tries to appeal to her and is like, Hey, uh, you know, I have kids too. I understand what you're going through. Kind of sad moments. Cool. But it would have been so much more effective if we had, like, an alternate version of characters that she knows. Like, out of, like, an alternate, like, her killing an actual alternate Captain America or an actual, like, Thor. You know, somebody that she knows and has interacted with to make this more powerful. But to her, other than Monica Rambeau, these people are all strangers. She doesn't know who the fuck these people are. It, it, and it just felt like a, a middle finger to the fans, which I don't usually care about. But it just felt like a pointless thing. And I think it's going to cheapen these characters where they're introduced later. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't know if the plan is to have John Krasinski be Cap, be uh, Mr. Fantastic in future films, but I wouldn't be able to see him in those movies without thinking of this. And I think it's kind of like a, if the goal is for him and these characters to reappear, it's really awkward. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it like it almost feels mean spirited in a way. And like that that just down that didn't sit right to me. Like I don't know. Like I think cocky characters getting knocked down a peg makes sense in these films. Um, but for these characters who are big, especially like to bring back, um, Xavier. Xavier, Xavier and just to have him die that way, it just felt kind of like, so it just felt rushed and kind of like a, it felt like fan service, but just like dumb fan service, I guess, not meaningful. It, it the only purpose was showed was like, look how much of a badass she is. But like, we already kind of got that impression and all this did. I, would, I wouldn't say much a badass. I, I, I would say this is really just to kind of showcase just the horror of terms of the moments. Like, these are the most powerful people in this particular world, and she tears through them like it's nothing. Like, it's not so much that she's a badass, it's just instilling the hopelessness of the situation, which mm. is something that Raimi is really good at, and that's why I really like that scene. Um, because afterwards, I was just like, oh, shit, this is tearing right through this. This is, wow, this, the stakes just got really, really high but- on that front. I guess uh-huh. for me, my issue with that is then, like, why didn't she just universe real, reality alter change all of them? Like, block, cover up all their yeah. noses and mouths. Do, snap your fingers. Then none of them can breathe. They're all dead. Like, why not just mm-hmm. do that? Like, it's just, it just seemed inconsistent Yeah, I to can me. see that. Um, and from what I, I... can see that because, I mean, that's another complaint I have about too, and I'll just speak in a second, but yeah. um, just her powers, and this is a problem with the MCU in general, the, the powers are not really dictated. The, the, the levels are kind of all over the place based on whatever the um has to, uh, the, uh, the the plot calls for so well, but anyway, because like, that's it. if if she can do that shouldn't can shouldn't just reality alter snap the world around her and just snap chavez right in front of her yep like there's, yeah. there's those kind of elements where like snap uh doctor strange away um 
you know, th- it, that's that. There's just a weird part about it to me. Like it, it just felt weird to bring these characters in just to drop them um, in such a weird way. And and I think that so part of my my wondering with um, No Way Home, a lot of it was like how much of these fan service moments were planned and how much of them were response to fan outcry and fan desires because that movie was in production for so long. Um, and it seemed like that was the same with this. Like John Krasinski and um, Black Bolt and all of them, they were never in the room with Elizabeth Olsen. There's an interview where she mentioned that she's never seen them. She's never met them. Mm-hmm. So these were definitely filmed, small bits filmed very quickly. Um, so to me, they, they just felt like they were just thrown in. And I think that that, that kind of shooting tells us that, that same message. And I would have just rather they had them not do that, you know? Like, I'm okay with these characters dying. I'm okay with them killing off important characters. Because I think that's actually like a really good way to show a change in the series. But what they did by doing this is they killed off these major characters to show how big of a badass she is, or, you know, like you said, to show how unhinged she is, or the horror, but it has no effect on the story because they're from an alternate universe, who, you know, not our universe, not our people. Like, what if she'd actually killed Wong? I love Wong. Don't kill Wong, best character. Don't kill him. But what if she did? <laughs> or what if she killed Rachel McAdams? Well, I guess that's, that's fridging your wife, so let's not do that. But, you know, like, what if they killed somebody of significance in that, you know, like, she kills a bunch of new people that we don't know, and these are just people we don't know who have the faces of heroes we know, essentially, you know? It just, the effect they were going for, it didn't work for me. And it just felt like pandering to the fans, but with no real consequence or meaning. Uh, but it might also be problematic in future films. I don't know. That, that, that's my rant on that. <laughs> um, they're actually speaking of which, how did Black Bolt die? Uh, I talked about this like three times already, dude. <laughs> but But how? <laughs> He so his whole power is his power whatever it is his superpower comes out of his mouth and um, it goes on out and then just completely destroys the power he had inside his mouth. He took a breath and then Wanda went what mouth and it basically had to implode it had to go somewhere so it imploded on himself. Can he not breathe out his nose? His nose is still there. Yeah, but I mean it's like a mouth sound. But but he can breathe his nose, <laughs> right? Or like, or and and like, it, wouldn't his mouth just rip open? Wouldn't that be the thing? His mouth would rip open. His head wouldn't like it wouldn't wouldn't reverb back. I'd assume that his mouth is like, I don't know, like if his head can bust out the back, wouldn't his mouth be able to rip open from the same force? Oh, I don't think like anything busted out. Honestly, I think it was just a everything just imploded inside because his head was intact wasn't it no it the, was just all deformed well yeah but like it, 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 like it, like it, like it mini exploded and like sagged as if like something happened something went off inside of his head i just I don't know. that's a nitpick anyway <laughs> all right so okay so I, we've been talking for a while um what do you think about the resolution of the film i also like that as well i really like the fact that essentially america chavez just uh gave her what she wants she was just like fuck it yeah go ahead and uh have your kids and wanda gets it she realizes that oh shit i have been kind of a dick this whole time um i'm gonna go ahead and basically just kill myself because of it um i don't think she's really dead i think definitely they'll come back with it um but i i do like the fact that it was not a cgi fight fast it was a yeah let's find a creative solution to it Mm. let's give wanda what she wants how about you I I don't know. I, I like it, but I don't like it. Because, like like you mentioned, it's not a CGI fight fest. But after all she's been through, like you said, I should, she's become so unhinged. For her to just come at the end to be like, oh, wait, my kids are scared of me when I do this. When I'm a, when I'm a crazed murderer who admits to me. Like, there, <laughs> there are constantly times where she reaffirms her murderous desire. 
There are many but of I those But I mean, times. that's consistent with her character, though. Like, her whole motivation is, I want to be with my kids. I want to be with my kids. And then she gets them, and the kids are just like, no, we don't want to be with you. Like, I, I, I felt that was very much a slap in the face to her, and I felt that was consistent with what she was doing thus far. But didn't she kind of know that when she took over the Wanda in, in that world earlier? Because, like, the kids were really scared of her when she was, like, you know, bloody and, like, walking around. And they're like, oh, Mom, are you okay? What's going on? Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. That, that part seemed weird to me. Uh, especially, I didn't. I really didn't like the line where the mom, where, sorry, where Wanda in her, their universe was like, they will be loved. And that was her being like, oh, it's okay. These kids are okay. <laughs> to me, that was kind of, like, a weird thing because it's like, what you, you didn't think that the mother in that universe cared for them? You didn't think that you would No, like, I think... Like what, yeah, what, I think what it was just mean? the other Wanda. I think it was just the other Wanda telling the, her that you know, hey, stop trying to fight us. We've got our kids. They'll be loved. You know that these are my kids. Leave us the fuck alone. Like that was kind of what I got for it too. Like, and then I, I think there was an element of the other Wanda feeling bad for the current Wanda. Like they're the same person. They can feel not literally, but like they can like assimilate, see each other's pain and kind of have empathy towards each other. So that's kind of what I was getting at there. I mean, but think of it from that Wanda's perspective. She, I'm assuming that they showed, I'm assuming she could like know what's going on with her mind being captured. She just murdered like all of her friends mm-hmm. and like killed all these people. Like, I feel like if I saw that bitch, I would be like, you made me kill all my Avengers friends. Uh, what mm-hmm. the fuck? Like, yeah. She did like what? I thought that wanted to be scarred for life. She probably 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 has police after her. Like <laughs> that's insane. And I don't know. I I thought that was a weird. I I it felt like too much of like oh Wanda's okay. She just wanted to see her kids. And like you disregarding that and kind of humanizing her. But I don't think humanizing her outweighed what she had done. Again, I think I think if she if she just killed the Ultron robots, if she just kind of like if we hadn't seen her carnage so up close, I would forgive her a little bit more. But. I don't know. I I don't like that she has this about face and gets the somewhat hero death of I'm going to kill myself because I'm evil. It just it didn't feel like there was enough of that to be earned. You know, mm-hmm. I just I, I feel like and again, I think I think that would have helped had we seen the fall, had we seen her become corrupted, then we could have seen then we could have seen how could she climb out of that. But in this one where she starts out as a straight villain at the end, you just realize that like she has the realization of her kids it just doesn't work for me it, it, it felt like a cop-out it felt like bad storytelling um and like you know it, it it was just it was an instant resolution that was solved very quickly very easily and i just i don't know hmm. I, I, I didn't gotcha. love it um but what do you think about uh zombie strange zombie strange um part? that was <laughs> that was another very ramey thing to do like when they were talking about astral projection uh speaking of which um i really like the music fight oh, yeah. between <laughs> strange and alternate evil strange and the other universe that before he could project on over um yeah no zombie ramey like i it was the Chekhov's gun at the very beginning of the movie and i was just like yes they're bringing it back i really like that the whole visual of dr strange floating on on a cape made of dead ghosts or ghouls or phantoms or whatever it was that was really cool i love the visuals on that front i thought it was funny and i like how the makeup wasn't just like dr strange but slightly more green like mm. no like his, his jaw was basically hanging loose <laughs> so yeah, yeah. Well, i like to his fingers were all fucked up and shit like i felt like that like, like you mentioned the, the the um the music fight in that that felt very sam raimi-ish that whole thing like very gimmicky it also feels kind of like the doctor strange i want to see this like weird kind of mm-hmm. like playing with magic it's not just a bunch of orange rings and discs that he does 
Like, I liked that it was yeah. a lot more creative. Um, what do you think about the, him using the Darkhold and kind of like, was he corrupted? Because in the end, Wanda destroys the Darkhold in every universe, right? Mm-hmm. Somehow. Yes. I guess Wanda Gore just does that. Um, what did you think about like the, the corruption of Doctor Strange towards the end? Like, or was that, was he corrupted? How did you interpret that? I did not incur- in, in, yeah. I did not interpret it as corruption. Uh, I kind of interpreted it as because he used the Darkhold, he owes a debt to whatever force is behind the Darkhold. And at sooner or later, the Darkhold's going to come and collect that debt. Mm. And actually, I'm going to take that back. It might be corruption. It might be something else. But basically, it's just kind of saying that the Darkhold holds some sort of influence over him um, at some points which I thought was a great closing shot to the movie. And again, very Sam Raimi. It reminded me a lot of Drag Me to Hell mm. <laughs> yes. at the end right there. Just like, bam, the last 30 seconds got kicker. Oh, so um, yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I like that. I'm curious to see where it goes on that front. Um, and then, of course, you know, the one of my favorite <laughs> post-credit scenes <laughs> in the entire MCU franchise. It's over. God, I love Bruce Campbell. Well, I love too that he, I feel like he's a lot of the, the hand motions and stuff from Evil Dead of how it grabbed him and attacked him when he like when he's yes. Ash. I, lo- I love that. Um, <laughs> I was about to say that too, yeah. So good. But, so, so good. My my only thing with the ending, so here's the only ending I, I would like to change. I, I like the corruption as a sign of him having to go somewhere because I feel like uh, part of Strange Thing in terms of you know, having the knife and whatnot is him always wanting to kind of like bend the rules and getting off scot-free. So I like the idea that he got the eye as kind of like, a, which might be a sign of more power. I think that's what it usually is. But in this case, it's also a sign of him being like influenced by the decisions he made to use the Darkhold after like, because, you know, I think it's Wanda uses the Darkhold, influenced by it and goes apeshit. Uh, other Doctor Strange, evil Doctor Strange, uses the Darkhold, gets murdered because, you know, gets killed by the Illuminati because he's going crazy. Other Doctor Strange uses the Darkhold and is this evil, conniving guy who's letting incursions happen because fuck it. If he can't be happy, none of the Doctor Strange is going to be happy. Um, so I liked it as that, as he's like, I'm <laughs> like, you know, he's the fourth Doctor Strange to be like, nah, man, this time I got it. Um, and I like <laughs> that, you know, there is an effect on him and it, it you know, has some lasting effect. Um, my my one change that I would have really liked for this movie is, again, like, you know, I, I just wish that, you know, obviously as I mentioned before, I wish that Wanda had succumbed to her, her may, had made a realization in a more gradual way and not just a running to a brick wall and stopping thing. Um, I think that what should have happened is I think at some point Vision should have appeared. Or Vision should have had a role in it because again, I think I think the kids, what the kids symbolize to her, are the life she could have had with Vision. So I think instead of going apeshit trying to find her kids, which I don't know how they exist in other worlds with Vision out without Vision, you know, I don't know how that works because um, I don't know how these biological kids come about who their father is. Um, mm-hmm. But well, I mean, like it wasn't in WandaVision, she still created them from nothing. Like Vision had no part in it whatsoever. It was just a father figure. Yeah. So that was that was another point that I saw a lot of people discussing online, and I can buy that. Like you know, Wanda is lonely. She wants kids. Um, every Wanda wants that. I could see, you know, a Wanda not meeting Vision in that particular universe, but still coming up with kids on her own as well. Because but th- those exact same like, kids, though. But think about think about it this way: the Illuminati in in the Illuminati universe, Vision is a success. It's you know, Iron Man invents it. Uh, Vision's a success. There's no Ultron. There's nothing like that. So in that universe, technically, Vi- Vision doesn't exist. Yeah. Yeah, so I would assume that's just kind of like I think I messed up Ultron and Vision, but you get the idea. Oh, I, I think um, I think actually, I, actually that, that reminds me of a theory I heard. Somebody, uh, I forget who told me this. I think it was some. Um, wait, wait, was it? I can't remember who it was. It almost it may have been Swedish horror nerd. I may have been messaging. I can't remember. Somebody mentioned the idea that it's um, that uh, Wanda's husband is actually Jarvis, the original Jarvis, who Tony's. Um, 
Tony's AI is based off of because Vision never had to be created. Ultron was a success. And so like, and Jar the, the human who Jarvis was based off of is actually, you know, Paul Beatney mm-hmm. in that in that world is Wanda's husband. Like, because gotcha. I think Jarvis was originally his butler in the original comics. So like the real life Jarvis is, is her husband. Um, hmm. But anyway, I, w- I would have liked to see him in the movie. I think it would have been important for that. I think it would have been a very interesting thing for him to come and try to calm her and kind of like if because if he comes back, then it, it, it brings her down a level because she brings that humanity back. You're the connection that like originally kind of sent her over the edge. So that could be a step to calm her down. And then when he comes in and she calms down, then she sees her kids are afraid of her. Like I just need to step down before she saw the kids afraid of her and made that realization. Like a bring back to reality. I think vision appearing would have been that. Um, mm-hmm. But I think for me, what I would really liked at the end is have her kind of stop things. And then at the end, because you know how at the beginning, um, one of the things is that uh, Doctor Strange, uh, Ponytail Strange, is going to kill America Chavez, is going to take her power so that Wanda can't get it. He's going to suck it away. And so she's very distrustful of Doctor Strange as a result of that when she meets our Doctor Strange um, in 616. Um, I would have really liked if this film, because, you know, he says that. He's like, I would never do that to you. Don't worry. I'm not a fucking crazy person. That's insane. I, um, I would have liked for the end of this movie to be after this happens because he, you know, she's like, take my power. He's like, no, I'm not going to do that. That's, you know, that's, that's not my thing. I'm not going to take your power. I'm not going to be that monster. What I would have really liked at the end of this is have, after this all happens, you know, Wanda calms down. She's, you know, she, she stops. And um, through the story, we hear the Illuminati making necessary sacrifices. We hear evil strength making necessary sacrifices. I would have liked Dr. Strange to kill Wanda. Like, I don't know how he, like I, don't, two. I don't know what he'd do. Just... Do it as like a, as like a, you know, a bad thing. And then the next movie, because part of the, I think that, this is why I want to tie this back to the opening. The opening is that scene where the guy's like, hey, are you sure you made the right choice uh, with the time stone? And we get a Doctor Strange who did something he needed to do and is hated for it, but he knew it was the right thing to save people. And then on this flip side, he'll kill Wanda and then we'll see him later on in the next movie be viewed as a hero who killed Wanda, but he hates himself for it. So have that have that flip mm-hmm. situation. Instead of doing something good and getting hated for it, he does something that he thinks is bad and gets loved for it. I would have liked to see that be the switch. And then the eye would focus, would be a scar of his hubris, of him using the dark hole, but also like a sign of his, what he did. Like, you know, his scar of sorts for the, you know, the infraction he committed by killing a friend. And like, and, and like you know, I think that would be an interesting thing for him as a character of like being the guy who takes all these risky moves and getting out scot-free to being the guy who has to make the decision to make to take this life, not that he wants to, but because he knows that if Wanda does this again, you know, the universe could be screwed. And that kind of like fits well with the decision he had to make in Infinity War with giving up the time stone, sacrificing people for basically five years because it was the only way. Exactly. Um, yeah, yeah, that, I, I kind of like that. It's like poetry, it rhymes. Yeah, and I, I think that, and it would have been, a, again, I think it would have been a lesson to Chavez too, of being like, I'm not, like, I think it would have been a thing for him to be like, I'm not going to kill you because like, you know, there has to be another way to this of him being like in this case there actually is another way like and like you know I mean, that'd, that'd be an interesting reconcile reconciliation and also i think an interesting thing to see america chavez kind of like wonder how she feels like you know maybe that would distance her from him at the end and like maybe she'd come back in the next movie as like a character he has to win over again after saying he wouldn't kill her but then she sees him kill a friend essentially like mm-hmm. that would have been a, i think that would have been a lot la- again and that would have been my idea of something last of some lasting change in the mcu of him having to actually kill her and that would hurt him as a character. It would be a, like a development. It would, you know, and like you said, it, it would it would kind of follow the plot line of these choices he makes, this hubris he has having no consequences on anything, you know? Like he can't, yeah. 
he can't kill her now and it fixes things. You know, it's not like the time stone where he could just get killed and reverse and reverse. And he goes through pain. Yeah, he knows he's going to be okay. In this case, he has to make this decision. He has to create permanence. Like even giving away the time stone to um, Thanos, he opts out. He doesn't have to be present for the horror and fight for what happens after that, right? He comes back, everything's solved. Great. In this case, he makes a decision. He has to live with it. And that, you know, part of that is his, his you know, the quote unquote corruption. To me, that, that would have just been like a more powerful ending. And I think it would have been Again, that that effect that I'm looking for in the in the film. Gotcha. All right, cool. Well, any final thoughts on Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness? Uh, so, the one thing I was thinking about, like you know, I said thinking about this a lot, and this is the thing that I really kind of come away with watching this movie. This mm-hmm. you, people can't criticize Prometheus anymore because <laughs> <laughs> any any time something like, that doesn't make sense, Prometheus. Like, have you seen Multiverse of Madness? <laughs> Because <laughs> I feel like that has a lot of wish. It doesn't make sense either, and uh, that's that. That honestly, my biggest takeaway from this movie is uh, you can nitpick something to death, and maybe you know, maybe this is like people's Prometheus for some people who will love it, and I'll be like, well, there's a lot of problems within the characterizations that don't make sense to me, and they'll be like, you know, like uh, Wanda killing people will be like Vickers running in a straight line. You know, it'll be it'll be that 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 this is going to be my uh, my this is going to be for me. I think I'm, I'm I'm understanding people's perspective on Prometheus now. Uh, except Prometheus is a, is a flawless movie and has no problems. And this, this is not that. <laughs> like I always say, it was the third best of an alien abortion sequence I saw in the movie that year. So, yeah, good stuff. But how about yourself? Right, cool. What about your final thoughts? Uh, no, I think I'm good. I think I've said everything I wanted to say on Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. A fine movie, I think above average in the MCU. Um, especially if you're a Sam Raimi fan, I would definitely recommend seeing it. But it, it definitely has its issues, definitely has its flaws. Nowhere near as the best in the series, but... We'll see, uh, we'll see where else where the MCU goes on this front. Where does it rank with Prometheus for you? <laughs> I, I would give it... I'm trying to think. God, I'm so tired right now. Um, <laughs> uh, I would rank it higher than Prometheus, but <laughs> lower than Alien Covenant. How about that? Are you happy about that answer? I, I can accept that. I can accept that. Okay, gotcha, because it's a total bullshit answer. So. <laughs> <laughs> Just lying out my teeth, Andrew. God damn it. All right. Well, thank you. <laughs> thank you so much to our opening theme song. That is Teddy's Atlas with the song and horror movie story. You can get that off the album Children of the Corn. Good, good Canadian boys. We do have a new episode hopefully coming out next week. I still have to watch the movie. I haven't seen it in like a decade, so I'm excited to see that because I've seen it probably about like six or seven times in high school. Uh, but we're going to do the 2000 movie Battle Royale. Um, and after that, who knows? Uh, we do have, you know, if you, we, we are active on social media. So if you want to send us a request or anything like that for movies you wish to see, go ahead, send us a message. We're on Instagram. We're on Facebook. We're not on TikTok because we're millennials and we hate younger people <laughs> as well as we hate older people as like, well, Gen X is cool. We're, we're, we're cool with Gen X. Wait, who's Gen X? Um, Gen X is the generation right before. So 80s babies. Like if, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles were your favorites growing up. You're probably a Gen Xer. Oh, fuck yeah. Okay, I'm, I'm yeah. a fan of them. Yeah. Wait, if, if you will listen... If Nirvana was huge when you were in high school and your favorite high school movie was Pulp Fiction, you're also probably a Gen Xer as well. Is... is uh, do we Are we having that guest uh, with us next time for... Um... Uh, good question. We'll have to get back to him about that. Okay. <laughs> see we, see exactly what that front is. All right, we, may, we have a guest then. We may, we may not. At the very least, you'll definitely have our two screw heads here. Woo. All right. Well, thank you so much for listening and stay groovy. Bye. <laughs>